Hi, everybody. Welcome to the UEA's Nursing Podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Ellis-Gage, and today we are joined by Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Joe. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me in. Um, so today we're going to be talking about preparing for your first placement. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, just tell us who you are. Uh, so my name's Katie. I am just, ooh, as of Monday, going into my second year of um, children and young people's nursing. And I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) You're not ready for the second year, except actually you are ready for the second year. You're fine. But that sudden realisation. Like, oh God, here it comes. Yeah, less than two years, you're qualified and you're done. So you're a perfect person. You've sort of volunteered yourself to come in and and talk about this Mm -hmm. because you've just gone through your first year, which means in the last nine months, you've done your first two ever placements as a student nurse. So you can remember what it was like, what it was like this time last year when you were starting at uni and you'd never done the placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've come through, we've come out the other side, had a two you know placements where you've learnt loads, achieved loads, and then you can reflect on that. Mm-hmm. So I guess part of the reason we wanted to do this video is placement is like the, the exciting bit um, for student <laughs> nurses, yeah. but it's also the bit that people worry about the most. Yeah. We don't get very many emails saying, how do I prepare to come into your lecture? What do I need to think about? <laughs> Um, it'd be nice if we did, but we don't. But we get lots of them about, I'm really worried about placement um, because people really want to make it work and get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess to start with, tell us how you were feeling this time a year ago. You were sort of in your first couple of weeks of settling in mm-hmm. and your placement was kind of on the horizon. You could see it coming up. How were you feeling? Um, I mean, naturally nervous was in there. Um, having had no clinical experience at all, I didn't know what to expect being on the other side in a clinical setting. Um, so, but I was filled with excitement. Like I just, I couldn't wait to get in there. I couldn't wait to get in there and kind of like really get stuck in and get as much out of it as I could. Um, but yeah, those nervous feelings are totally natural as a first year. You're going to feel like that if you. Mm. I remember a nurse saying to me on shift once that if you don't feel, I don't want to say if you don't feel nervous, but if you don't have that, all kind of mm-hmm. like wary sort of feeling about you then that's kind of not a good thing like it's good to kind of feel like that because if anything it kind of keeps you on your toes and yeah 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 and actually sometimes not having that means are you overly confident beyond your competency exactly have you not really thought it through yeah Yeah, there should be an element i guess of of a bit of anxiety around it not not too much but enough that makes you think right i've got i've got to think about this i've got to do a good job it keeps you on your toes as well yeah it makes you kind of think to yourself actually is this the right thing um and if you're not feeling totally confident there's always someone there to ask anyway so yeah but so this time last year yeah it was excitement a bag a bag mixed full of excitement and nerves Yeah. yeah which is what we would expect i think that's most people's kind of position when they start and you said you had no experience of healthcare before so you hadn't come across from being a healthcare assistant or anything like that which some people do but i guess probably the majority of our students have no experience Mm -hmm. um may not have even been in in the hospital yeah Yeah. like may have possibly visited someone or something like that but they don't even know the basics like we don't you know the words of what different rooms are called or some really simple things so what when you in that sort of anxiety part of it what were you worried about um i didn't want to look like a spare part yeah (laughs) Uh, i didn't want to be um treading on anyone's toes getting in the way imposter syndrome um and 
just going in somewhere where you don't you don't know anyone. You you know you could rock up to a place and, and well you don't just rock up, but you could you, know, you could turn up on your first shift and there might not be another student there. So it's that thing mm-hmm. of like oh god, does anyone actually know that I'm a student? Of course they do. You're in a uniform. They they're expecting you. They know that you're coming. Um, but yeah, I think it's just that going into the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's for me. That was the yeah the number one thing of what the the nervousness was about is yeah is that and and it's interesting. So your your and two of your worries were not being a spare part, mm-hmm. but also making sure everyone knew that you were a student nurse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like you don't want to fit in too much because yeah. then they might not realise you're a student. Yeah. Did you feel that you had to? You were worried about like your knowledge or how much you had to know before you went in. Kind of. Um, I did attend a workshop um, that another lecturer ran um, with, th- so they're now third year students, and actually that was that was that just provided so much reassurance. That actually, okay. you don't need to know everything when you're going in. That you're a first year student, you've been taught a block of theory. Yeah, you might have some biology behind you from doing your A levels, doing uh, you know other qualifications behind you, but actually when it comes down to the nursing side of it, nothing is really kind of expected to be too much. Yeah, I mean turn up and um you know get involved be part of you know try and get yourself involved and be part of the team but actually when it comes down to knowledge side of things there wasn't a lot of pressure on me to you know I wasn't pointed I didn't have a finger point at me go what do you think it is yeah yeah. (laughs) and there wasn't any of that yeah and if you think about it if you were expected to know everything by your first placement then why would you have a second placement and a third placement and why would you have all the rest of the study like you're but there's an expectation that you appreciate the basics of what you need to do the professionalism yeah the kind of the some of the communication kind of bits of how to hold yourself I suppose are there yeah that's it and like treating everyone the same and patient-centered approach um and like you say communicating with your patients and their families appropriately being professional confidentiality um like those core things are just so important that you you hold those with you but each time you go into a shift like those are the things that you carry with you yeah both on your way into play, on the way on into a shift, and on the way home, and then yeah, yeah, and that's kind of why we have the the big, the big theory block at the start of year one is to give you some of those core values and core understanding of bits before you go out into your first placement. Mm-hmm. We don't pop you in the deep end too early. Um, so you had this placement coming up. You were excited, but you were a bit worried. Mm-hmm. What did you do to prepare yourself? So. I was put into the neonatal unit at one of the local district hospitals. Um, and I I was really excited, but then it's the same, it's the, at the same time, I thought if it's a speciality, what on earth am, is going to be, ex- it's that thing of what's going to be expected of me. So I did do some reading up about the kind of, um, the routine procedures that might be done, um, the types of patients I'll be seeing. Um, so neonatal care is in three it's got mm-hmm. um, like th- a three-level tier system. Um, so I looked at what tier the tr- uh, hospital was in. Um, I had a good nosy on their website. I managed to get my hands on a parent information pack that was available online. Okay. Um, yeah, and then from there, I kind of... Once pla- once placement was kind of coming up, I got in contact with the placement area. Um, and I can't say that they were, no, they were so approachable. They were more than welcome. Like, they were open for questions and, yeah... I I did as much as I could kind of my end in the sense of kind of did as much homework as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I looked kind of elsewhere in asking the trust, asking, um, I think there was a, lect- I think it was my link lecturer at the time. She was 
or she had a bit more knowledge about that sort of that, that area. Yeah. Um, and I asked her what I could expect. Um, and yeah, she between her and, and talking to the trust, they put me all, put me at ease. Yeah. So you kind of did your homework, basically. You kind of went, right, I need to, I need to learn about it. Yeah. And although they're open to telling you and ask, answering questions, there is an element of you having to find out a little bit yourself. And there is information on trust websites there's information mm. on our website about different trusts so there is information you can go and find yeah. that hopefully will answer a, a number of the sort of um questions mm-hmm. um and what about some of the practical aspects of it you know the the, the boring stuff the, the logistics of travel and shift times and <laughs> all of that kind of stuff were any of those a, a, a worry or a challenge for you so from a shift point of view um so i've got a family kids I've got three young children um so for me it was I've gone from doing a whole block of theory doing you know really nice normal hours to never done shift work in my life and having to adjust from both a personal lifestyle point of view and just from a study and learning point of view um so yeah it it was um, it was a massive learning curve in order to kind of get my head around it um but you, if you sign up to nursing, you kind of know that you at some point you're going to have to do shift work. You yeah. can't sign up to nursing and not know, and think so far it's a nine to five job. That, that's not the nature of it. Um, so, yeah, you, you just have to prepare yourself for that. And how um, did you find the shift once you'd started? How was like your first twelve and a half hour shift? Or you was shattered, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely shattered. Um, not not just from a physical exhaustion, just mostly from just mentally tired. It's a lot. There's so much to take in, and it's not just from a clinical point of view. It's just like knowing where stuff is. Yeah learning your way around hospital, learning who people are. Um, but I'd say, I think I, I think once I got the kind of like the first week out of the way, I was fine, but it is, it's exhausting. Uh, it, I'm not going to lie, night shifts aren't my friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you either, I think you do either love them or you hate them. Um, but it's again, it's a different learning experience. You do, it's a t- total different ball game of a night shift. There's different things that you learn. There's yeah. different people around. There's people that aren't around. And yeah, it's it's part of the experience. Yeah, it's really important things to do because you see how the hospital works out of hours without all the management around, without mm. all the different support services around. When you haven't, you've got fewer patients arriving and going, but you've still got a lot of activity that goes there's on. There's still stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, then with the, the long shifts. They are exhausting and you do kind of get used to them. You get your pattern of when to take breaks and when to eat yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But you also, I suppose, you get the payoff of more days off as a result to do a bit of recovery. I mean, the challenge of recovering when you've got three small children is probably different, I suppose. It is, yeah. But then, if anything, I think that made me appreciate the that block of time that I had off. So I do my three shifts a week and when I did get a day off, I made use of that day off. Yeah. So if anything, it made me actually appreciate the time that I have off. Um, and I kind of, personally for me, I liked being able to go in, get my shifts done, get three shifts done in a week and think, oh, that's it. I've got four days off. It's great. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not for, it's not for everyone, but there is so much learning that you can take away from it. Yeah. And what about, um, things like parking and all that kind of stuff? Was that easy to find out what you needed? I know every trust is different, so it it, would be different for each, each student, but. Yeah, so parking for me, thankfully, I was really lucky. Um, I managed to park on site. I was given a um, parking card. There was a staff car park. I, I actually did myself a dry run. So I drove to the, I knew where the hospital was anyway, but in order to find the um, staff car park, it was in a slightly different area of the hospital. 
I just drove around there. Um, yeah. Just found where it was. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I know where it is. Because turning up at kind of half six in the morning, I didn't want to panic. Um, so, yeah, parking was fine. Plenty of spaces. Yeah. Didn't need to worry about it. But a good idea to go ahead and actually have a little look. That's quite a yeah. sensible plan. Even if you're getting not driving and you're getting the bus, you know, you're thinking, how am I going to get in and make sure I'm on time? Because it's, it's so important that you're on time. You know, that shift starts yeah. when it starts. So mm-hmm. the dry run's probably a really good um, a really good tip. Yeah, I think even it, public, whether you're not, you're getting a public transport or you're hitching a lift with someone else, you know, if you're car sharing, if you're driving, if you're getting a bus, do a dry run. It's yeah. so worth it. Just to, just to kind of put your mind at ease that you're not going to panic on that first shift. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to be late on your first day. Um, and what about, do you feel, we get a lot of questions about what do I need to take? What do I need to <laughs> buy? What do I need to have on me to, to go? What would be your, your kind of answer to that? Um, okay, number one, comfortable shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Black, comfortable, wipeable shoes. Um, buy a good quality pair if you can. They're gonna, If you buy one pair, it's got to last you three years at least. And yeah, um, so shoes. Mm-hmm. And if you're... Um, if you're wearing your uniform, take uniform with you, comfortable clothes to change into and out. That's what I had to do on the innates. Um, so although saying that I didn't actually wear my uniform, I wore the, I wore scrubs yeah. while I was there. Um but yeah, so make sure that if you've got your if you need to take your uniform, pack your uniform the night before, make sure it's in your bag ready to go. Um and so is it like so are you talking about kind of like anything to take with yeah, you? Yeah, anything. Because people anything. don't know whether they literally just turn up as they are or if they need to have particular equipment or particular mm-hmm. provisions food whatever okay so yeah so shoes uniform um take a really decent lunch with you or take a decent amount of food with you food's really important i love my food anyway <laughs> yeah um, but 12 and a half hour shifts you need food you need a decent amount of food yeah um one little tip protein filled lunch is like a massive go-to for me um so i so we used to get was it two breaks we used to get so i'd make sure that i take enough kind of lighter breakfasty sort of snacks in the morning um and then i used to try and take a hot lunch with or like a hot meal with me so that when i got home i think myself i've already had a hot meal i don't need to worry about cooking again yeah. i can have something like when i get home um and take yourself a half decent bottle with you so you can keep filling up keep yourself hydrated like hydration is key yeah you have to uh, yeah you might be looking after patients but if you don't look after yourself while you're on shift you can't look after anyone else um and so i always made sure i had a small a I don't know, it's a six size. Basically, yeah. it's a pocket size notebook. Um, I always take one of these me on shift. A couple of black pens, um, ID badge. Must take your ID badge. Um, I was told when I went on shift, I didn't have my ID badge. I couldn't work. So okay. yeah, They're I always really make. Important. Yeah, I had. I actually got myself kind of like um, a makeup bag size purse sort of thing. Yeah. That I put in my rucksack. So I'd put in there um, my notebook, a couple of black pens. ID badge for both the trust and the university. Yeah. Name badge. Um and fob watch. Yep. What else did I take? Oh, and then on a night shift I found it really handy. So the wards do have is it the pen torches they're yeah. called? Yeah. So I actually bought myself a pen torch. Um really handy for a night shift. If it's pitch black, you're going through a hallway. Yeah. You just whack your pen torch out, use it. Going if you're going into a room and you've got to take a temperature of, of a patient, don't really want to wake, wake them up. Like <laughs> a great big light on. So that's really handy little thing that I had. Um, I'm trying to think what else I took. 
I remember at one point feeling like my pockets were so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at myself and I was like, yes, yeah, it kind of looks a bit much. Um, but it was all useful, like really useful stuff. Um, I can't think what else. Unless you feel like I've covered yeah, it all. I think that sounds like you've got the, the <laughs> basics that you need. It, I suppose the answer is you don't need to go out and buy loads of stuff. No. You need to just have the basics of pen, the notepad. Like, really silly question. What did you use the notepad for? Okay, ah, okay. Um, so I learned from my first placement that um, I, I was really kind of paranoid that I wasn't getting my proficiency signed off. Probably a little thing to maybe worry about. Yeah. But my pad document is really important anyway. But um, what I ended up doing is I wrote all the proficiencies in the back of my notebook. Um, and then I'm trying to think how I laid it out now. So I did every, I wrote every proficiency down and allocated it like the number that it's in. And then on in the front of the notebook, I would write, I'd put the date at the top, what sort of whether or not it was a day shift or a night shift. And as and when I got a minute or during a break or something, I'd just scribble down what I'd done that day, whether or not I'd done some obs, I'd done um, a cannula removal, I'd helped in doing cares in a baby, or yeah. I'd help take a patient to the toilet, whatever. And I'd write all those things down. And then on like a CPD day, I'd go back and I'd write those numbers next to each task that I'd done. And then it was easy. It was My, my sister was like, thank God you're organised. <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah. really grateful. You got a nice log because you'll be with your supervisor or assessor and you might think right i've done this task and we both know you've done it mm -hmm. but you haven't always got that computer screen open that you can then immediately sign it off so yeah. having that log of when you've done things yeah which is really important and i mean obviously every supervisor and assessor is slightly different but mine were really i suppose they knew that they could rely on me to go actually i know that i've done it and they were more than happy to talk to member staff that i might have done it with yeah and um yeah, it worked. It worked out really, really well. And I then took that through to placement, on, like my second placement yeah. in first year as well. And I shall carry on doing that because it just kind of worked. Yeah, just nice and simple way of keeping organised. Yeah. And also, you might know I've got to get proficiency done, but there's a long list of them, and actually, you can't always be logging onto a computer to go and check which ones you have or haven't been signed off for, and little reminders. If you've got them written in your notepad and you can tick them off on which days, that's that's really handy. Yeah, I I then also use a notebook for um. So if I came across like drugs that I hadn't ever heard of, um, I wrote down various conditions that I'd come across um, and like presentations of how a patient was as well. Um, and then I, I managed to kind of use that information then for CPD. Mm -hmm. And um, at the trust that I was at, they, they always gave us an hour during our shift where we could go off for an hour, go do some research um, about a condition that or something that we found interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it worked really, really well. Yeah, because if you just try and remember the things like, oh, I'm going to research that drug or I'm going to look up that condition. It doesn't happen. You won't remember <laughs> it if you haven't written it down. <laughs> so then you went on and basically you had a successful first placement. Yeah. From And then hopefully you finished it with more excitement than anxiety at the end and mm. you kind of went, this worked. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were looking back, is there anything else you would have done differently or did you feel like you'd kind of prepared yourself as best you can i think <clears throat> i think i'd prepared myself well enough i think um but from an experience point of view i don't think i pushed myself out there enough okay i think that's first year nerves yeah partly um that imposter syndrome thing exactly yeah and i mean the majority the majority of staff that you come across they're willing for you to to, to watch or to help out. Um, I mean, I, uh, I think it was on my first shift. Um, there was a consultant and he was doing, uh, he was doing lumbar puncture. Mm -hmm. 
and he had a sterile field and he was like, you, can you, like, oh, I can't think, mine's gone off my mind now, but I basically, I, he, I, oh, I had to gown him up. So he's got his gown on yeah. and he was like, can you tie? And I was like, oh God, it's sterile, like, it's a sterile field. Yeah. I said, and straight away I was like, oh, I can't because I'm, he's like, no, you can. I was like, Okay, so I kind of went ahead with what he said, and I did it, yeah. and I assisted in a lumbar puncture on my first or second shift, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it was, yeah, yeah. And it, it seems like little tasks like doing that, <laughs> tying something, <laughs> it suddenly feels really intimidating because if you got it wrong, you don't want to look after, you don't want to ruin yeah. this whatever that person's doing. Exactly, yeah. But you don't do it, and you don't. It's you it's, won't learn. Yeah, it's just, it's like a, a really daft task to do, but it's something that. I, I actually didn't come across that again in having to go and up yeah. someone to do a lung puncture. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, there's um, do I, there's a lot of students, I don't know if you did this, who find the tasks that they're really comfortable with, which mm -hmm. is often things like observations, changing and cleaning beds, mm -hmm. like tidying lots of extra little jobs, yeah. and you crack on and do those. So you're really busy, you want to keep busy, yeah. but you slightly step back and think, oh, there's something a bit more complicated going on, but I don't want to get myself in that. Yeah. Is that what you did? I did that on my second placement a little bit. I'd kind of watch from the sidelines. Um, I think it was, so that was my eight-week placement. So I think it, I got to kind of week six and I kind of said to myself, come on, like, buck your ideas up. Like, go and push, push yourself. yourself in there a little bit. Yeah, and I even talked, I talked to the nurses about, can, like, can I come with you? Can I come and have a look? Can I come watch? And it's that thing of the patients aren't a show, you know, it's, it's not, they're not there to be watched because it's mm. a show. They're there to be watched. It's, it's, it's learning that yeah. you're getting from it. But if you're approaching the right way, then yeah, you, you've got to put yourself out there in order to get the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And one of the things that's just jumped into my head when you were saying about like feeling awkward doing certain things is one of the other things you might find on placement and you might want to write this down. Sometimes you'll just remember them. Sometimes you write them down is there's often about five different words for the same object or the same thing in a hospital yeah there's a million abbreviations that people aren't meant to use that they do use yeah and things that will after your first placement seem natural conversation natural language are alien to you at the start yeah i can remember one of my placements and it wasn't even like my first placement this was my i don't know i was in the second year i think and i remember uh, uh, being an a and e and my supervisor they were mentors were called back then said we've got a new patient to bring in and we went into a bed space and it was a bit empty. The patient hadn't come through yet. Mm -hmm. And she said, can you go and get me a trolley? So I went and got her a trolley and I wheeled back in a, a trolley. And what I wheeled back in was a two-shelved silver trolley for like putting yeah. stuff on. Okay, yeah. And she brought in the patient and she laughed and she went, <laughs> I'm not sure she's going to fit on that. <laughs> and it's so simple. But I thought trolley was like that. like a yeah. somebody, And she meant trolley as in the bed. The bed trolley. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was like, I was like, a bed. She's like, yeah, we called it a trolley. I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> but stuff like that makes you... And if you go, oh, all right, I get it. Like you can feel daft, but everyone makes those mistakes at the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing to really remember is everybody was a student nurse on their first placement once. So all of your supervisors and assessors were all on their first one. Mm -hmm. So even the ones who feel really experienced and look, you know, old and grey, they were all once, once a, student. a student. So they kind of get it. Excellent. Well, I think that's given us a good overview of first placement. You will be nervous. Mm -hmm. You will be a little bit intimidated by it. You will be excited. But if you put in a bit of the legwork for prep, it should go smoothly. It should do. It should go smoothly, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming in and no um, chatting to us about that. Hopefully you have found this video um, interesting and useful. Please like it, 
um, please share it with your friends. If you've got questions or comments, you can add them below and click subscribe. So then you get alerts when there are new videos posted. And also just explore, um, have a look around on the, on the YouTube channel and on the nursing playlist. There's a whole load of different videos you may want to watch. Uh, thanks very much. And we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.